The I Am Independent podcast with Loretta and Bianca. Stories, advice and discussions to resource, encourage and support independent music artists. Welcome back to a brand new series of the I Am Independent podcast. These are certainly strange times that we live in, but nevertheless, the independent artist grind is real, hustling hard uh, more than ever, I would think. Well, we're hoping that this series will continue to inspire you, resource you and encourage you even in these difficult times, covering all sorts of topics that are relevant to you guys. We always welcome your feedback, so do get in touch on Instagram or through our website you can find our email address uh, info at iamindependent.co.uk to let us know what you'd like us to cover what you'd want to hear more of or just any comments that you want to share with us so this series is all about hearing artists stories uh, learning from those who have gone before but also thinking about real life as an artist and how we apply that how we live it how we make those dreams a reality So thanks once again for joining us. Enjoy. Hi guys, welcome to the I Am Independent podcast with Loretta and Bianca. This week we are continuing our awesome interviews with independent artists and we have amazing singer-songwriter Tina Beenstra with us today. Hi Tina. Hello. Thanks for having me on. It's so cool to have you on because we, we... we know you, we've been having conversations with you, we're fans of your music and, and we love your journey. So it's really, really, really awesome to um, have you on so we can dig into how you do what you do. And and we know that you're going to have things that are going to help independent artists. So we're just going to get right into it. How are you? Yeah, I'm all right, thanks. Um, just uh, embracing lockdown 3.0, but excited to talk to you guys. I love your your podcast, so I'm really excited to be on it. Yay! And how's music been for you um, in this time? Uh, a roller coaster. Um, so, I had twenty twenty was kind of set up to be quite a big year for me. Um, I had a lot of plans. I finished re- recording an EP that was due to go out. Had some exciting festivals that I was meant to play at. I was talking about tours. Uh, in Europe and in Canada and lots of collabs and a lot of that just got cancelled which was really hard it was really hard um you know it felt like it's been such a slog and then suddenly there was like a bit of breakthrough and it felt like oh this is going to be the year where I get to do all the exciting things and I got to do some exciting things but a lot of them did materialize which was hard to process um it was really fun in the end to release my ep we still decided to go ahead with that and um that sort of kept me going kept me really focused even though everything was up in the air i still had something to work on which is cool and then the other big goal i had for 2020 (laughs) i had a lot of hopes for 2020 was to write a whole bunch of new songs um which has been, I've had like months where I've been really, really productive on that and then months where it's been really dry and really hard. So I think I've just 
I've just had to learn a lot about looking after myself, boundaries, caring about the people in my life and being okay with the fact that my identity isn't just in performing. It's not, it's just one part of who I am. It's not everything. And like, I'm still loved and accepted without that part. Um, so it's, yeah, it's been good. I've, I've like made new friends and I do think things have moved on how in a way, but just really different to how I expected it to be. Mm-hmm. So hard to adjust so expectations. True. It really, really is like, um, it, and I hear what you're saying about just, especially with your identity and knowing that actually this is such an important part of my life, but I, I'm not just a musician. And this, this scenario has forced, enforced a lot of reflection and, and even the mm-hmm. pivoting is just like, okay, what does this mean to us? How do we still do this? How do we still even say we are um, musicians and pursue this thing that is our career whilst not actually being able to really do it? properly mm. um it's 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 been tricky isn't it yeah so yeah. so tricky what is interesting though is that you know you pressed on with your ep and i guess there there is a resilience to independent artists that builds up over time and also just when things just don't work out and disappointment and all of those things but going back to the start of your journey because obviously you and i have have spoken before but you um I remember it happened quite a strange way around for you almost like music almost sort of chose you 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 hid it from everyone for ages didn't you (laughs) yes um just just tell us a little bit about that because often you get people who have these kind of lofty um aspirations but for a long time you almost tried to run away from it (laughs) yeah I I always have written songs um it's been a part of my life since like before I was a teenager I used to write a lot of songs um I grew up in in a great family and really loving environment Uh, it was quite a strong Christian family and I felt like art didn't really have a place so much in in what's the right thing to do with your life like it was like it needs to have some kind of uh it needs to be for the kind of church context for it to be valid and so I I I really that was what I understood to be the right thing so I was sort of in that place um I didn't really perform that much uh, on and off I'd go through phases but I didn't I'd always write songs that weren't really suitable for the context of church but never really perform them and and I really struggled to to really to articulate the desire I had to write and make art and to perform that art um and so I tried quite hard to fit into what I thought was the best place for this art to be which is in the context of church and it just didn't fit (laughs) nobody really cared about it like people were loving and kind and you know supportive but it just didn't it didn't really connect in the way that I wanted it to um and then when I just got so frustrated it sort of all got pent up inside of me and I just had to do something and I couldn't hide it 
anymore. There's only so long that you can just ignore the creative, like, knock at the door. Like, you have to do something about it. Otherwise, it just hurts you. And, and I didn't I didn't want to crush it. I loved, I loved that part of who I was. And so in the end, I just decided, okay, well, I'll... I'm going to say that I actually really care about this part of my life and I'm not going to make a joke about it when somebody asks if I write songs. I, I'm going to say that actually I would really love to be a songwriter and I'd really love to perform. And that was so hard for me, which seems so silly because I, I don't know, like some people just feel really confident about saying those things. But for me, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't say it. And sometimes I even struggle with it now. Um, it's easier now that I've, practice um but yeah so in the end I was just like okay well I'm gonna do some open mic nights um and and take it seriously like it wasn't a joke I was gonna say I was an artist therefore I was an artist and um yeah since then I I've learned loads and I've been amazed at how open people are about it and how great it is to be honest with what you want um even if it even if it changes as you progress and you learn more about yourself and you learn more about the types of art you want to make like just to be honest about it and just do exactly the thing that I wanted to do rather than try and make it into something that was acceptable in my little tiny world <laughs> um yeah, so I it's been it's not been like a one one eighty turn overnight and everything suddenly really clear. It's been like step by step, just following following those little desires, but also those encouragements and like opening opening up to new things and and trying and just constantly being okay with putting myself out there and being okay with failing um and how yeah, long did so you that's... do that um open mic circuit and when did you know that it was time to kind of move on from that scene um so I did like a couple of open mic things uh at uni but it was sort of always framed as ah oh, this is just a fun one thing I don't really care about this and then when I moved to London and I didn't have any any creative output or performing kind of output, I started doing open mics here, but it was quite different in that I was like, I'm an artist and this is who I am and I have a Facebook page. <laughs> that was like the, the limit of what it was. Um, and I recorded an EP and, and, you know, actually it was like, this is a thing and I'm doing it. Um, and then as soon as I started doing open mics, I like was pursuing gigs because in my head I thought that's the right thing. Like I should be doing gigs rather than open mics. Um, looking back, I think I probably could have just stuck around on that open mic scene for a bit longer because you get an audience, whereas with the gigs you have to bring an audience and it's much harder. Um, but yeah, so then I just sort of actively pursued getting gigs and I'd, just email people, contact them on Facebook, Google the Google like some events and stuff until, um, yeah, you just begin to m meet people who put these things on. Um, but it was a bit of a slog. Uh, and then in the end, I got a bit sick of those gigs. 
um, and, and built a bigger sort of more support around um, the production side and performing, which we'll probably get to in a bit. But in the end, I was like, well, actually, the gigs that I wanted to play weren't being asked of me. So I ended up putting them on myself. And those were the most fun. <laughs> You know, we are the second person to say that. We um, interviewed um, Rebecca Fitch, um, I think it was yesterday, and she said the same thing about um, putting on her own gigs were the most fulfilling ones and they um, they meant the most to her. Mm. Um, she was doing a, a lot of the same things um, in terms of open mics and just doing other gigs and she really, really um, found herself a lot in, in, in putting it on her own shows. Do you feel like um, the the open mics and that sort of early gigging experience helped to develop your sound? Oh, for sure. Um, I learned loads about performing, mm. being on stage. It's one thing playing your song in your room. It's a whole other thing playing it in front of other people. Um, I have a, a bit of a tendency to think I can just wing it. Um, and um, actually doing some open mics made me realise that that's not always a good idea. And sometimes it's good to just really nail down, super restrictive about what you do, but to have a plan and to practice and, and, and to like, I used to record myself and I put my phone on the side and, and record myself the gig that I was playing and then listen back and think, oh, gosh, like I really need to think about how I play my guitar, how I sing, how I, how I do the transitions in between songs. Um, so that, it just, yeah, it was super helpful. And like there's only so much, I think, just doing something for someone like me who gets really stuck in my head, like doing something and learning how that feels was really helpful and it could have been that I did it and realized it wasn't anything like I thought it was going to be and it wasn't the right fit and there were some times when I thought this is the worst thing in the world like why am I on stage singing this is a nightmare but um also you get that feeling of connecting songs connecting with people and and like pushing into that and and seeing how a song can change an atmosphere in a room and seeing how music can move people and that's the thing that really spurred me on to keep going and and keep pushing for those things and and what I learned was like to get to that point where the music changes the atmosphere in the room and it moves people you just have to practice a lot and you have to write more songs and that's the thing you know it's so simple but I would never have learned that if I didn't just get out there and make really embarrassing mistakes over and over and over again (laughs) (laughs) yeah those um and it's nice to um practice or to make a lot of those mistakes in the open mic setting as well we're going to do it anyway in all the gigs it's like all the gigs Mm. are practice but um i really i really think that the open mic circuit is undervalued i think there's so much you can you get from it for yourself um and as you said before you mentioned before like there's a ready-made audience there so you you that pressure is taken off but and then you can and you're having different audiences every single time mm-hmm. um to test that music and it's so low stakes you know um yeah. it's it's it is it's really really valuable experience 
Mm. And then those of open mics around even nowadays, like it feels like it was something that was in a not now. Obviously, I mean, I know COVID, but do you know what I mean? Like last year, well, no, the year before. <laughs> it's like are open mics really still a thing? Yeah, I think so. Like, yeah, there, there's some. I think it's just about finding the ones that are good. Like, there are some weird ones, and some that are a bit of a like a side. Uh, like a thing on the side for a pub but there are some that have a really great community and and are really supportive and amazing and and you get to meet so many lovely other people there so why not do it yeah and we were speaking before you said that um relationships and and meeting people has been a big another big part of your development Mm. and your career um tell us a bit about that yeah so i think this is kind of part of my uh, story is is learning how to articulate my hopes and desires and uh, ideas for what my music could sound like or what it could be and going to an open mic was the first thing like it felt very public and very exposed um, but I used to just like go sometimes on my own literally like turn up and then run away at the end so I wasn't like meeting anybody or talking to anybody um, and that for, for a while was like the scariest thing to do. And so I did that and that was great. Um, but when I wanted to record some new music, um, I didn't know anybody who could help me with that. And uh, and the people I did to help me with that didn't know that that's what I wanted to do because I just I couldn't talk to them about it. I couldn't find the words to say, hey, I have these songs and maybe we could work on them. And so um, so when I started thinking about recording new music, it really forced me to put myself out there and find the words to describe what my vision was for the songs. And, and I don't mean vision in like a lofty, like I'm going to take over the world kind of vision. It was more like, this is the story I want to say with my songs and this is the sound I want to make. Like that was... That was all I really needed to do, but it it felt so daunting at the beginning. Oh, and the third thing, will you help me do it? That was the scary thing. <laughs> um, the, the scary thing was I couldn't do it by myself. And, um, and, and just through that process, I had to put myself out there and I had to ask for help. Um, and I was able to slowly like begin to meet people who were really... Um, amazing and lovely people some artists who wanted to write with me um through a little like songwriting conference that I went to and then I met um a guy who's a producer who runs a label um that I'm signed to at the moment called Seven Core Music Trevor Michael who is just such a legend and we really connected um when we first met and I was super surprised when he offered to help me produce um, my EP and and through that process, you know, sometimes it's just like making one connection gives you the courage to make another one. And then um, because then I need the musicians to go to record this EP, then I was able to, to get in touch with some other people. And and it, they I was so surprised when they were like, yeah, this is really cool. Like, I like this. I want to work with you. And, and I was like, I have no money. Like, I can't. I can't pay you to do some things so I you know I could pay them to do some like some of the recording I had a little bit of money for that but 
afterwards, one of the guys said to me, hey, if you want some help with your gigging with live music, I'd be up for helping you. And I was like, well, I don't get paid for these gigs at the moment. I can't afford to pay you. And he said, well, you know, okay, let's just figure it out along the way. Sometimes maybe if you get paid, you'll pay me. And sometimes if you don't get paid, you won't pay me. And, and I just, I don't know why I thought that I could only work with people if I paid them. Um, and, it, and I'm so for paying people what they deserve. Like that is absolutely crucial, but it's okay to ask people like, if they, if they don't want to do it, they can say no, like they are grown ups and they can do that. So, um, yeah, then just like, and then that became just gave me so much confidence to just make friends with other musicians and other songwriters and, and turn up to like a networking event and say, I am an artist, like, this is who I am. And, and releasing music was a big part of that. I think I got a bit stuck for a while just gigging and gigging and not really writing music. And then once I started releasing music and working with more people, it, it kind of clicked that, that seems so obvious. Like it kind of clicked that I had to, had to do that. Like I'm a songwriter, I write songs, therefore I need to record these songs in order for people to listen to them. It's like basic baby steps for me. <laughs> it's funny you say that though, like these days I feel like there's more artists who jump into that and have zero live performance experience at all. Mm. And then suddenly people have heard the music and want to book them and they're like, I've actually never performed live before, let alone performed these songs live before. Yeah. So it is essential to do, you know, I think you, you earn your stripes on, on the open mic circuit, on the gigging. But of course, yeah, for it to progress at some point, you have to get that music out there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is like a whole nother world of asking for help yes. and being vulnerable and... Uh, being okay with uh, well, being okay with things going really, really well, better than you expected them to be, but also being okay when things don't go that well and they don't quite hit where you thought they were going to hit. Um, yeah, and I think then out of that place, I have just really loved building that community and building that team of people um, around around what I do, and it. It's not, I feel like the way, the way I've been able to do that is not for it to just be about me, but about the music and about like the impact that that music could have and the way that people could connect with it. I think I'd find it really hard if it was like, come and be in my community, which is all about me and like supporting my dreams and visions, but like actually seeing how like me being honest and vulnerable, asking people for help also releases them to do the things they dreamed of, like they get the chance to record a music video that they weren't able to do before. They get to do some artwork or they get to do uh, songwriting and production. And, and like, yeah, maybe they could have done it in other places too, but me being vulnerable allows other people space to do the things that they love. And um, that's been really fun. And I've just loved getting to know more people who make stuff and who make music and who are really passionate and incredibly gifted and talented um, at what they do and then getting to work with them and making stuff together is just really fun. Just a quick reminder that we have a growing number of resources and useful videos on our YouTube page 
just search I am independent and you should find us and do follow us on social media on Instagram at we are independent artists and on Facebook under the same also on Facebook you can join our closed group where we're creating community for independent artists to swap ideas collaborate and just feel extra supported and encouraged you can find links to everything we do on our website www.iamindependent.co.uk so good that's so so cool has it felt like also being like a woman in music um fronting like a band and stuff is there have you had any um um experiences that have kind of shaped your perspective on that is it is it as is it been a factor have you you know has have you got any thoughts on that mm, i again this is like super basic level one things but i realized not even just a few years ago how subconsciously i had boxed myself in or just taken because I'm female there's some things that I can't do like produce um and I and if, if somebody said to me like uh of course women can produce music I would have been like yes of course they can I would never disagree with that but actually there's something in my head which would say Tina you can't do this why because you're a girl like what that's crazy. That's like ridiculous. And Tina, you can't tell the drummer what to play. Why? Because I'm a girl. Like, is it because I'm a girl? Because I don't know how to play drums. Like, I don't know. And, and I started trying to just like copy what the guys would say when they were directing like good, good people, like what they would say when they were saying to a keyboard player, could you play this? Or when they were saying to a drummer, could you play this? And, And and like, it's okay with not knowing everything. Like, I don't have to be a control freak. I don't have to be a diva. But I can say, this is what I like. This is what I don't like. Um, and that's been really scary. And I felt really, I've, I felt really challenged by the limits that I've put on myself on what I can do and what other female artists can do. And... Um, just I've, I've always wanted to make space for female artists in like any opportunities that I have I want to bring other people on board who are um who are female because it's been something that's frustrated me all my life but I never knew how much it was ingrained in my own mind and I think over the past few years I've realized how much of that has subconsciously seeped into the view of what I can do and the way I can speak to people doesn't need to be like oh I'm a little just small female person and you're a man and you can help me and it's like well you know I've got the vision so do you want to be on board it's okay if you don't like that's fine and um yeah I it's really surprised me how how that's really subconsciously seeped in um and the other thing (laughs) the other thing with somebody a guy actually challenged me on was um, just having slightly thicker skin when, when maybe a sound engineer is a little bit rude. Like, you don't have to, like, even though you have to be confident in who you are, you don't have to be offended when they treat you in a certain way because, like, who cares? Who cares, really? Like, just move on, have some thick skin and 
just do what you're meant to do in that moment. Um, like sometimes I think I've used it as an excuse, basically. I think for me, I've, I've used it as a, a reason for why I can get away with not practicing my parts or not being good at certain things. And, um, and maybe there's an element of me having to like step up in that, in that world and, and take my place. Cause I think things have changed and, you know, yes, there's, it's still crazy how few music, musicians are female. And like I did, um, some co-writing, uh, recently and there was like a list of tracks to work on and all almost all of them there was about 20 were white and male and I was just like hmm what's <laughs> what's going on here and then I think you know like where are the places that I can give opportunity where do I have power because I do have power I do have privilege I do have space to like work with other artists uh when I put kicks on um I can bring other people on board and yeah I think it's a challenge both ways and but there's progress and I'm excited that there's so many incredible female artists female musicians female producers um just producers who happen to be female mm-hmm. artists who happen to be female like um and I'm really excited for seeing their voices hearing their voices more and and seeing them kind of their profile raise very good it's inspiring <laughs> I think one of the things that I've seen you do a lot more of as your career has progressed is collaborating with other people mm. um how do you enjoy that is that something that came easy to you or is it again one of those things you needed to sort of push yourself out in and what have you learned or gained through collaborating with you know even artists that are entirely different from you um I think it's always something I long to do I just never thought I could ask to be involved um and I think as I started gaining a little more confidence um and having a go and like using the opportunities that I had and then learning from them and then seeing that okay well I can do it in this situation so maybe I could co-write with somebody else and um it's like getting that confidence to be a part of that. Like once I'm in that situation, I've always loved it. It's always been something I've loved, but getting into those places, I've been really scared because I've often just waited for other people to ask me to do it. And um, over the past few years, I've tried a bit more to just ask to be in the room, um, asking people if they want to co-write asking people if they want to be in my band, ask, asking them to do stuff. And it's surprising how much people say yes. Like it's, and if they don't, that's fine. Like it doesn't always work out. But yeah, I think asking more has been, is still a big challenge for me. Like I think I should do it more still. Um, sometimes I have said no to collaborations when I haven't thought they were the right fit or I've just had, haven't had time. Um, and I think that's fine too. Like you can't do everything. Um, and just, yeah, really being confident enough to say, you only have to be a tiny bit confident to send an email. Like you can, you can be confident for five minutes, write the email, press send, then it's out of your hands. Then you don't have to be confident anymore. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, I think we can all do it. We can. 
That's so good. Um, there's been so many um, like real nuggets in this in, and, and, and really foundational ones, especially for independent artists. I think confidence isn't um, always um, like overflowing with us because um, mm. it, it's just hard to be independent and to be doing everything yourself. And that is like a really big one, like to be confident, to make relationships, to rock up to an open mic by yourself and... Um, offer your songs um to set up your own gig you know to ask people to be a part of your band or to um to um help you to record music there's there, there's so many um areas where confidence is like needed and necessary mm. and i don't think it stops you know um as you continue on i think um sometimes the stakes get higher so therefore there's there's more of a need for confidence um mm. Kind of just in closing, um, anything else you would would you thoughts or advice for independent artists, stuff from your own experience or anything? Um, I I think one big thing that I've learned over the last eighteen months is to try make sure it's fun, like just. Like, there's got to be joy in it. Otherwise, what's the point? And I think there's lots of ways that you can do that. One thing that I have to continuously do is reframe what I think success is around music. Um, it's, it's so easy to I do this all the time, like compare myself to wildly commercially successful artists who are incredible, amazing people, and probably really nice too. Like they probably deserve all the success they have. And you can think like, what's the point if I'm if I'm not earning all my money from music? Am I even successful? Or if if I'm not being played on mainstream radio, like like it's good to have goals. It's good to have targets. It's good to have really the really ambitious goals. Like. Um, I I heard I think it I can't remember who said it I think it was Nile Rogers he said that his goal was to write songs that speak to the souls of a million strangers and I was like boom that's my goal like that's it I'm I'm there like that's that's what I want to do um, speak to the souls of a million strangers those are that's those are the kinds of songs that I want to write and and I'm doing it like I am doing it maybe not a billion strangers every day like. But little by little, like those, like my songs are speaking to people, and like how I measure success really impacts how fun I think music is, and a big part, a big joy that I've discovered of making music <laughs> is actually writing the music, making the like the joy of it for me is in the making of the music, and no matter what comes after that no matter how I want people to connect with my songs um but the joy of writing the joy of working with a team of people to make it sound incredible to make it say what I wanted to say that's that's where I get the joy from not whether somebody reviews my EP positively or uh, whether it gets put on a new Music Friday playlist, like obviously that does bring me joy, <laughs> and I do like it when that happens. Um, and you have to be like realistic about it, but 
yeah, I think sometimes we can get so caught up in wanting to achieve something that we forget about the joy. Mm. That's very good. good. Really inspiring. Thank you so much. Ah, Thank you. Thanks for having me. I love what you guys do. It's amazing. Thank you. So um, great to have you. Any plans for new music? Um, And also do let us know where people can find you to, to find the music. Yeah, so I am writing an album. Ooh, uh, terrifying. Um, so it's coming along. It's it's fast and then it's slow. So uh, just plodding along with that. Um, it's in super early stages yet. I don't have like dates for recording, but I'm super excited about it. Super excited about some of the songs um, that are coming together. Um, yeah, I, I hope I hope to be gigging again sometime soon. Um, my EP City of Doubt came out late last year. Um, people can check it out on Spotify and iTunes and all the usual places. And I have a monthly email uh, that I send out, which you can subscribe to, uh, tinaboonstra.com. And you can find me on socials. Just search Tina Boonstra. I'm the only one. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. It's been really fun. And don't forget to sign up to our mailing list where you'll receive a free 10-day guide especially designed to inspire and equip independent music artists with some really useful, practical and inspirational resources. Sign up at www.iamindependent.co.uk For more great content from I Am Independent, find us on social media at We Are Independent Artists. Check out our Spotify playlist for new music from independent artists. Search We Love Independent Music.